series of sermons on the Beatitudes. And, you know, our world around us is, it depends how you look at it, I guess, or it depends where you're at. You know, sometimes it just depends on what you're experiencing as to how you see the world around you. But it appears like our world is full of a lot of pain and suffering. It just appears like there's just a lot of things going on. I don't know if for what reason it seems like that. Uh, you know, maybe it's the news has something to do with it. Maybe it's how we're fed information now. Um, the news seems to dwell on the positive more than, or the negative more than the positive. It appears that way. Um, and people all say, well, no, I don't like negative news, but somebody must like it because it seems to be what sells. You know, they, they don't put it on there just because nobody listens to it. So, you know, probably human nature is attracted to the negatives more than a positive. But one of the things that I think can happen to us if we're not careful we can really start to become insensitive and almost numb to what's going on around us. You know, if you get enough of that going on, I think you can almost become like, well, yeah, that's just the way it is. And maybe we learn then to maybe control our emotions in the midst of all that and and just kind of say, well, that's just the way life is now and there's not much you can do about it. So we get kind of apathetic towards everything. And I believe in the midst of that, we see in this beatitude we're going to look at today in Matthew, the fifth chapter, the seventh verse. Jesus says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So I believe that in the midst of everything that goes on around us and all the things in a, that we see out there, that we as Christians need to not get apathetic or just kind of go, well, I guess that's just the way it is and, and kind of just pull into our own little shell and, and not pay attention to how we can be merciful because Jesus says that the merciful are blessed. And he said that they shall obtain mercy. And Jesus calls us to show mercy. Causes us, calls us to show mercy to those around us. Those that are suffering, those that are going through things. And one of the things that I I think if we look at Scripture, a lot of times we look at specific little parts, but if we look at the totality of Scripture, we see that Jesus in his ministry, was consistent with this. He was consistent because he is merciful. And he even shared examples of what it meant to be merciful. And one of the most obvious maybe examples, and maybe one that we all know real well, is found in Luke, the 10th chapter. In Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning at the 29th verse, This man, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, Who is my neighbor? You know, it's kind of like us. Well, all these people around us with all these needs, who's who's really the one I have to pay attention to? Who's my neighbor? And so Jesus answered him, and he said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down the road, When he saw him, he passed by on the other side, indifferent. And likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion for him. So he went to him, and he bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. 
On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, Take care of him. And whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. He who showed mercy. You know, different people came. They saw the same thing. Some said, well, I'll just go on the other side and pretend like I didn't see anything. You ever been in that situation where maybe someone has a need, someone has, it, you know, has something going on, and you go, oh, I don't know. I just, not much I can do. I think I'll just forget about it. I just won't, I just won't worry about it. Or maybe we see it, and it says the Levite, he looked, and he saw it, but he, he chose to pass by on the other side. He made a choice. Yeah, I see the need, and I see the chance to show mercy, but no, I don't think so. How many times have you said, well, and you've made the choice, like, I don't think they really deserve it. Isn't that a big one sometimes? We, we pick and choose who we think deserves mercy. Kind of interesting. I don't, I don't know how you really do that if you're honest about it. I don't know how to pick and choose who really deserves mercy. You know, if we think about us in a personal way, do we deserve God's mercy? You know, it's not a matter of deserving. So it's very hard to say who deserves. But then we see the, the Samaritan who comes along, and Jesus chose the Samaritan because they were looked down upon. They were the ones who were thought to be, you know, less of a person than anybody else. And so Jesus says, well, a Samaritan went by. And what did he do? He showed mercy. He showed mercy. He saw a need, and he met it. He saw a need, and he reached out. I don't think it's a matter of, are there needs out there? It appears to me like the needs are great, and it appears to me like the needs are getting greater. It's not getting less, it appears to me. And so as Christians, I think we have to think about what's my responsibility? What's, what's God want me to do? Another thing we have to think about is that if, you know, the Bible says that when we become a Christian, we're born again, and so the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. So if God's Spirit raised, it dwells in me, then that Spirit within me should be wanting to show mercy. Because if God's Spirit dwells in me, and that's who God is, then I would want to show mercy. In Ephesians, the second chapter, Ephesians, the second chapter, the fourth verse. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, for by grace you have been saved. God, who is rich in mercy. You know, rich means he's got lots of it. It's not just God has mercy, but God, who is rich in mercy. And so, if he dwells in me, that should mean that I am rich in mercy because that's who God is. Psalm 136, 26. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for... Oh, give thanks to the God of heavens for his mercy endures forever. 
He's full of mercy and it endures forever. Endures. Kind of interesting thought about enduring. I don't know about you, but did you ever feel like you was tired of showing mercy? Did you ever get to a point where you thought, you know what? If I get one more person, one more person that needs mercy, I'm going to about had it. But you know, God it says his mercy, his mercy endures forever. Endures. You know, it lasts forever. And that's the way we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be because he dwells within us. And so we then need to be merciful to those around us. You know, do we get tired maybe sometimes? Maybe. Maybe. Do we feel like maybe we're getting taken advantage of? Is that our fear sometimes? That if I show mercy to people, they'll just take advantage of me? You know, I think you could show mercy, but I don't think it necessarily means you should be taken advantage of to a point of abuse. If we show mercy, will we maybe sometimes be taken advantage of? Yes. Yes. You know, there's, there's, there's that, that out there. You can't say that if you show mercy to somebody that maybe they will turn their back on you. Um, maybe they will do something that hurts you. But it doesn't mean that we should stop then, necessarily. You know, now, sometimes I think if you show mercy and, and uh, there could be a point where you have to say, no, I can't do that. But you, you would say it in that case in love and still have mercy inside of you. The mercy wouldn't go away. It wouldn't go away. It wouldn't change. And so to be able to share mercy, we have to realize that God has been merciful to us. You know, if, if we can't grasp that God is merciful to us, we probably will have trouble showing mercy. If we don't believe that God has been merciful to me, then why should I be merciful to anybody else? But if I understand that God has been so merciful to me, and he's shown mercy to me, it's okay then for me to show mercy to those around me. It's okay to take the risk. It's okay to take the risk to show that mercy. In Matthew, the 18th chapter, Jesus tells another story. Matthew 18, starting at verse 21. Peter comes to Jesus and he says, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? How often do I have to show him mercy? How often do I have to show him mercy? And Jesus and Peter says, well, I'm pretty merciful, so let's say I do it seven times. You know, you know I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, I'm being a nice guy. Seven times. Somebody's going to do the same thing to me seven times, and I'm willing to forgive them. And Jesus says to him, I don't say to you up to seven times, but you know what? How about 70 times seven? And he goes on to say, then, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king. And he wanted to settle accounts with his servants. Did you ever want to do that? You want to settle everything with somebody? Let's just get this settled. Have you ever said something like that? He wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And so he began to bring his, and when he began to settle accounts, one was brought to him and owed him 10,000 talents. And he was not able to pay his master 
it, when he, but as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had and payment be made. So he says, you know, you can't pay, so I'm going to sell you, your wife, your kids, everything you got. And I'm going to settle this account. And the servant, therefore, fell down at his master's feet, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Be, have mercy upon me. You know, that he had no course but to say, have mercy upon me. And the master of the servant was moved with compassion. He released him, forgave him the debt. You know, he, he had mercy. He showed him mercy. I think he had him guilty. He was guilty. He deserved to pay the account. He, come on. And the guy says, I can't, please, please. And he had mercy on him. He let him go. And so then that servant, he goes out, and he found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 denarii. And he laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe me. So, you know, he receives the mercy. But then he says, well, I got a guy that owes me a little bit. I'm going to go after him, and I'm going to grab him by the throat, and I'm going to demand that he pay me. And so his fellow servant fell down at his feet, and he begged him, saying, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. But he would not. But he went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt, which is, I don't know how you pay the debt when you're in prison. But he threw him in prison to pay the debt, which obviously he's not going to pay the debt. And when the fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very grieved, and they came and told their master all that had happened. They went back and told the master. Do you know what that guy did? You forgave him that huge debt, and he went out, and he grabbed somebody by the throat that owed him a little bit of nothing and threw him in prison. Then the master, after he called him, said, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry, and he delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly Father also will do to each of you from his heart who does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Interesting here. It says there's a correlation. There's a correlation to how we've received mercy, to how we show mercy. And there's an indication that God will hold us accountable for that. There's an indication that if, that if God shows mercy to me and I understand how merciful he's been to me, that if I then can't go out and show that mercy to others, that God is somehow going to hold me accountable. He's going to hold me accountable for that. You know, the Bible says that whatever we sow, that's what we're going to reap. That's a principle. It's a principle. You know, back in, back in the fifth chapter, when Jesus said, he says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. How do we obtain mercy? We show mercy. You know, the problem with this servant was, he received mercy, but he wasn't willing to go out and show mercy to anybody else. This parable, this uh, beatitude, Jesus says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. That we realize that if we sow mercy, we get mercy back. Now, you might say, well, I tried that once. You know, I've heard people say, well, I tried that. I was nice to somebody, and they weren't nice to me. So that means this doesn't work. No. 
It's not saying that every time you show mercy that you're going to get certain treatment. But it's saying that if you show mercy, that that's what you're going to get. You're going to get mercy. And if nothing else, you're going to get God's mercy. How important is that? How important is that to have his mercy? That when I realize how merciful God has been to me, and I receive his mercy, that, you know, because he dwells within me, I should not feel obligated. I should not be able to help myself to show mercy. I should easily be able to show mercy to those around me. Knowing that as I do that, that's what I'm going to reap. Maybe not every time in this world from everybody. But I'm going to receive God's mercy. And you know, if you really look at it, sometimes you know how much more important is that? How much more important is that? To receive his mercy. To receive his mercy. And there's going to come a time when that's what we're going to ask for. There's going to ask for it. Lord, be merciful to me. Be merciful to me. I believe everybody has to come to that point somewhere, sometime. Somewhere, sometime, I have to realize my condition. Somewhere, sometime, I have to come to grips with who I am. A sinner, separated from God, needing his mercy. I don't come to him and say, well, here I am. You know, I've done pretty good. I've lived a good life. I've done, you know, been this, I've been that. You're not going to say that when we see him face to face. It's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I say that because everybody that I see in the Bible that's ever come face to face with God, they ended up on their knees or on their face in a, in a position of asking for mercy because they understood at that point who God really was and how much we need his mercy. And then I believe when we come to that point, we can receive his mercy we can receive his forgiveness. We can receive what he's done for us. And then we can go out and share that mercy with those around us. I believe that it's very difficult to show mercy. I'm not saying impossible. Some people have a bend towards being more merciful than others. But I believe it's very difficult to show God's mercy unless you've experienced his mercy towards you. That in and of ourselves, in our own nature, it just doesn't come naturally most of the time to show mercy. Most of us want justice. Most of us want people held accountable. Most of us want people to pay. I want people to pay. I don't think they should get mercy. They ought to pay. I was always interested in that. You know, I've been around some situations lately and and uh, with some things, you know, just, in, well, things going on. And anyway, I'm interested in the fact that some people are like, well, they ought to make those people pay for that. They ought to, they ought to be held accountable. And I, there's accountability. I'm not saying that. But I'm just interested in the attitude. I'm just interested in the attitude of how sometimes we just want everybody to pay until, until it affects you or your family. Interesting. I've watched it. And people want, they want people to held accountable and they want them to pay until it's personal and it's their family. Then they want mercy. Now I want, I want mercy. 
And I think we have to be very, very careful that we are not people who are want vindictive. Wanting people to pay. I want, them, I, I, want them, I want them to suffer and have some pain. You know? I believe that God's called us to be merciful. He's called us to be merciful, to show mercy. Now, God is just. You know, God can do it perfectly. You know, we, we fall somewhere short of that, but God can perfectly be just and merciful. Be just and merciful. But as Christians, I believe it's important for us to know that as we receive his mercy, then he expects us to be merciful to those around us. In first in Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, the third chapter, beginning at the seventeenth verse. It says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's liberty. There's freedom. And let me say this about freedom. It's free to do everything God wants you to do. It's not freedom to do what you want to do. There's a difference, okay? Sometimes we think, oh, wow, that's what I want. I want where the Spirit of the Lord, there is liberty. I can do whatever I want. Sorry. Sorry. It says there is liberty. There is freedom. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, were being changed, transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Therefore, since we receive this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. You know, it says that as we've received the Lord, there's liberty to do what he wants to do. And it says we're being transformed. We're being changed. How are we being changed? Well, one of the things is, we're being changed from selfishness and selfish ambition and doing what I want and being vindictive and wanting people to pay. We're being changed into mercy. We're being changed to show mercy. That's transformation. Because vindictiveness and selfishness and all, that comes in our old nature. And when we have God's spirit dwelling within us, we have liberty and freedom to become what he wants us to be. It transforms us. It transforms us. And it says, then since we have this ministry, we have received mercy. As we receive mercy, we don't lose heart. As we receive mercy, you know, it's we have now the privilege of sharing that with others. That we have the privilege of, of sharing that with others. Does it make us feel vulnerable? Probably. 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 Because as we have freedom in what God wants us to be, sometimes we lose control. And we don't tend to like that. We don't tend to like that. And so it makes us nervous because we step into areas of showing mercy and that makes us feel vulnerable. Because a lot of times if you talk about this with people, you say, you know, we need to show mercy. A lot of times they'll say, well, yeah, but what if? What if? Or what might happen? Or if I show mercy, what if, you know, we feel vulnerable a lot of times. And we have to understand, I believe, that that's okay. That that's okay. 
that we understand that God is faithful. That he's faithful. And he's faithful that no matter what happens, he's going to be there to take care of us. That if we show mercy and something happens and it doesn't work the way we thought or somebody isn't as nice as we thought or somebody said something about us, that we don't worry about it. That we trust him. We trust him to take care of it. You know, I believe as we show mercy sometimes, we want to feel like I'm going to show mercy and then people are just going to love me. You know, somehow we think that if, if I show mercy, people, they're just going to think I'm wonderful. That's delusional. <laughs> I just tell you, that's, you know, look at Jesus. Isn't he a great example? Full of mercy. He was as, you can't get more merciful than him. You know, people put him on the cross, you know, but he, was, he didn't change. He didn't change. He was still merciful. As he hung on that cross, a thief on each side of him, and one of them, he said, Father, forgive him. You know, today you'll be with me in paradise. He showed mercy on the one who reached out. You know, he was still showing mercy hanging on a cross. And so he sets the example for us to show mercy. I believe, I believe you'll have opportunity. We always have opportunity. One thing about the opportunity you'll have this week is now that I've planted this in your mind, when you get the opportunity this week, you'll have to think about it. See, that's what I think that's what, I, personally, I think that's what happens. You know, God takes things from his word, and if it's shared with us, then we know it to be true, and then we'll get a test. I think he does it a lot of times. We'll get a test. So watch out this week for a chance to show mercy. Watch out this week as an ch- opportunity to be merciful to somebody. You know, watch for the chance. You'll, you'll get them. They'll be there. And sometimes and many times it's to show mercy when it's somebody that you deep down think they don't deserve it. Deep down you kind of think, yeah, but they don't deserve it. Sometimes that's the biggest test. Sometimes that's the biggest test to show mercy when somebody doesn't deserve it. But then I have to remember, oh yeah, I don't deserve it either. I don't deserve it either. So, oh, Lord, help me to show mercy so that I can obtain mercy that I need. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you're rich in mercy, that your mercy endures forever. Lord, we thank you for that, that mercy shown to us. And, Lord, I just pray you'd help us throughout this week. The Lord, where we have opportunity, we would show mercy. We would show your mercy to those around us. Lord, help us to see, to see the examples and the, the chances and the choices we'll have this week so that we might show mercy to those around us. Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you for your presence with us. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here this morning that would like prayer, they'd like someone to pray with them about whatever it might be, that they'd come up and let Rose and Jim pray for them right after the service. Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy to us. We just pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.